We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Landry Locker here, 41 Acres, episode 18, and we are 100 days, yes, 100 days away from the biggest game at the University of Texas in over a decade. The biggest game since the Longhorns lost to Alabama and Colt McCoy got hurt at the Rose Bowl. LSU coming to DKR. If the Longhorns win that game, they're going to be in the driver's seat for a national championship. You can still lose one game. I cannot wait. It's going to be exciting. I'm either going to be in Vegas or I'm going to be at the game itself. We recorded a podcast, myself and Derek Foreman, also known as Day Day, earlier this weekend, Memorial Weekend. And and since we've recorded that podcast, obviously there's been some big news about Brew McCoy and whether he's going to go back to USC or whether he's going to come back to Texas. So before I play this podcast for you, I just wanted to give you a quick take on that. My take is let the kid do whatever the hell he wants. If the kid's homesick and he wants to go back to his home state and go to USC, Let him go back to USC. People need to leave him alone. And I'm seeing a lot of people on message boards. I'm seeing a lot of people on social media say, well, this kid's wishy-washy. He needs to make his own decision. He's afraid to compete, so on, so forth. The bottom line is this. The kid's 17 years old when he made this decision. He didn't think that Cliff Kingsbury was going to change his mind and go to the NFL last second. He didn't know that. And quite frankly, if you go back to when you were 17 years old, you were probably a little bit wishy-washy too. Just put yourself in the kid's shoes. The kid comes to Austin the second semester of his senior year of high school. All his friends are graduating. They're probably going to prom. He's seeing all this stuff, and he's probably getting a little bit homesick. He didn't plan on this happening. So if the kid wants to go to USC and he wants to play football at USC, just let the kid go. Receivers are a dime a dozen in this state. As far as the notion that Brew McCoy is afraid to compete, this guy's going to be a stud wherever the heck he's at. He's going to be a damn good player. There's a reason that people were excited about him when he transferred to Texas. There's a reason that people were upset when he went away from USC. But this is why I don't get into the recruiting. Myself and Day-Day don't get into that because these are 17-year-old kids making their decisions. And I think we just need to let him have his space. If the young man wants to go to USC, I understand how homesick he was. I think a lot of people go away to college, a a lot of young men and women, and they get homesick. This kid maybe got a little bit homesick. Maybe he just feels like it's a better situation for him. But regardless, I wish the kid the best. I wish he were on the 40 acres. I wish he were going to be on the field 100 days from now when they play LSU. Unfortunately, it looks like he might not be. And I got to tip my cap to the kid and say, do whatever makes you happy. And I wish him nothing but the very best. But I'm very excited about this season. I'm very excited about this game 100 days from now. Yes, I'm overlooking the opener. But that just is what it is. But... Me and Day-Day getting you ready for next season, getting you ready for the LSU game. We talked about everything from the Longhorns that were drafted, including a guy that shouldn't have been slept on, to replacing Will Jordan Humphrey, to the reason for optimism about this offense and the concerns about the guys you have to replace. We hope you join it. We hope you enjoy it. We started out talking about my man, Derek Foreman. Dude rolled up in a slingshot. Dude had a fat watch. Dude looking fresh as ever. And, oh, by the way, we'll get to this a little bit later. My dude's Facebook official. Here's Landry Locker, Derek Foreman, getting you ready for the biggest game of Texas Longhorn football 
in over a decade. Hope you enjoy. And by the way, subscribe on iTunes and spread the word. Hook them. Man, <laughs> man, it's grueling, man. It's, it's grueling without football, man. Like I tell everyone, man, football is the only thing that can leave me for six months, man. And I'll still love it the same when it comes back. Okay, man. It's just one of them, one of those things, man. And uh, but I'm excited. Hundred days away, man. Hundred days seems like nothing, man. The way that this year's been moving already, man. It's like, dude, we're we're already, you know, heading into June, man. So I mean, it'll be here before you know it. it it's gonna be here, and there's gonna be a lot of questions. I mean, I think this is the, you know, a lot of times the. Texas, the University of Texas will get expectations heading into a season and it'll be like, okay, like so-and-so picked them to make the college football playoff and you kind of roll your eyes a little bit. But I think this is a year, especially if they are able to win this game in 100 days against LSU. This is a year where I think even, you know, the most, I don't want to say cynical, but the most skeptical of all skeptics in regards to the University of Texas can at least see a path in which UT does get into the college football playoff, wins the Big 12 championship, and takes that next step that we've been waiting for them to get. And they are coming off their first 10-win season since 2009. Uh, you got a quarterback. Oklahoma's having to replace their quarterback once again. I know they got Jalen Hurts, but they're having to replace four offensive linemen. It just seems like the path is there for, for Texas. And I think if you do win this LSU game, I think you can even lose another game because we've seen that. But if you win this LSU game, I think you're 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 basically in the driver's seat to win a, to not win a national championship, but to at least get to the college football playoff. I think it's realistic expectations at this point. Well, you know, shout out to Tom Herman and the staff, man. I think those guys have say done that one a, more time. Uh, say that one more time. Shout out to, to Tom Herman and, and the staff, man. I think those guys have done an excellent job in recruiting, man. You no know, uh, second year top five recruiting class, you know. Uh, uh, you know, hey man, I'm 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 turning around on on Tom Herman, man, and what he's doing with this program. Uh, like I've stated before, man. In all fairness, I'm 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 always gonna you know uh, be objective and and you know give props where props is due, Landry. Uh, you know, again, uh, the LSU win uh, for them to come in and, and to possibly win that would be amazing, man. Um, you know, just checking out the the, the spring game, man. And I and I know I I never. Taken even when my sons were on the forty one acres, man. I, I mean, on the forty acres, Uh-oh. I never, I never, I never took much stock in the spring game, man, because it's just, you know, you know, it's you real don't know vanilla. what they're trying yeah, to work right, on. Exactly. The so, offense is that they're you know, not really opening up the offense. But I will say this: I will say what I what I did like about the the spring game, and I'm not, you know. Uh, crapping on on, on Sam. I mean, you know, it, the wind was blowing out there. It was just kind of a, it was a, a good day, but kind of a, uh, you know, Casey Thompson uh, uh, looked looked really good, man. I thought running the ball and uh, everything, and even some throws that that uh, that he made, man. I think the, uh, uh, you know, they're replacing eight guys, you know, on uh, on the defensive side of the ball, man. So that's gonna be huge too, man. Just to see. Um, you know how these young cats, man, come up, and it's going to be a, a a big target on Herman because I mean, you know, I, I know that you were waiting for this to happen, you know, but the Charlie Strong era is completely over, man. It's over. I mean, those Thank guys God, are, man. Those guys are gone. Thank but, God. But but, but Thank let me God. Say, let me say this. Let me say this. He coached those guys up, but he did it with Charlie's guys. So now this is the first recruiting year that is going to be the majority of his guys. Uh, on this field, man. So you know, we'll we'll yeah. we'll see what happens. And man. I, I'm I'm very excited to see that. You you just mentioned Thompson, and and this is the thing about Casey Thompson that I think maybe Tom Herman and his staff need to take a look at. And and I really honestly think Lil Jordan Humphrey could have been the guy to do this had he come back. We'll get into that mistake a little bit later. But I think that because Sam is Sam, 
And just like how Tim Tebow took a pounding at Florida, and they compa- their styles are similar in that it's very physical. You're running. You're taking a lot of hits. We saw Sam hurt his shoulder last year. We saw Tebow have shoulder issues at Florida. I do think that if Casey Thompson is able to run the rock out of that wildcat or something like that to spell Sam every once in a while, I know when it's nitty-gritty, you're going to have to have Sam out there taking, taking a pounding because it just comes with the territory. But I do think if they can find a role for Casey Thompson or someone else to run the wildcat to at least decrease the amount of punishment Sam takes, I think it's going to be critical. And to another point, I don't want to predict injuries because that's just not – it's just not really what I want to do, but there, there, there's a, there's a high, I don't want to say probability, but there's a high possibility that at some point you're going to need the backup quarterback. And Casey Thompson at least looked, you know, especially with his, especially with his feet, he he didn't throw the ball very well, but nobody did. But he at least looked like he can be a serviceable backup on this team. Yeah, I, I well, you know, to your point again, uh, it is definitely going to be a time that I feel like we're going to need, uh, um, you know, him to to come in and and, and step in. Uh, to spell Ellinger, uh, especially, you know, in, in this Tom Herman offense, man, we see the pounding that, that Sam takes, man. I mean, he's a big guy, mobile guy, but, you know, he, he takes a pounding, man, and, you know, Tom Herman likes to, to run the quarterback, man, for whatever reason, bro. So, well, it's worked. Uh, you know, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's worked. Um, I think that uh, it's just going to be a lot of guys on that on this team that's really going to have to to grow up. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking at them possibly um, – Maybe maybe struggling a little bit early, man. I'm not saying you know losing well, games, but I think it's gonna I mean, be yeah, it's gonna be. If some you ugly struggle wins. against LSU, you're probably gonna you're probably gonna take that L. I mean that's that's just the bottom line. But you, I know your son was a running back at the at the 40 Acres. I almost said 41 just because the podcast <laughs> got me. <laughs> right. Our own podcast names got me doing that. But you know if Keontae Ingram can be one of those guys that can maybe ease the load for Sam and and he can establish himself as a good back. I like the way he looked physically. Yeah, uh, he looks like he looks like he's a little bit bigger he's another guy when you mentioned their recruiting class and I think this is uh, the Tom Herman recruiting class I think this is the best receiving recruiting class they've ever had at the University of Texas and I'm even including I'm including the Roy Williams BJ Johnson Sloan Thomas I I think this is the best I think this is the best ever I think that you're you're being I mean like I said before on on paper maybe so man but I think that you're you know kind of putting the the the, you know carriage before the horse horse, man I, I think that that you know those guys that the receiving core that you that you yeah. were alluded to, you know, BJ Johnson, Roy Williams, and those, guys, those guys are proven, man. Grand Prairie, these guys here I mean, yeah, good on all paper, that. But you know, coming but, in, but lock, I mean, man, you know, we we don't give a damn about I mean stars. No, nah, we don't we don't degree, get into the recruiting. Give, yeah, yeah. I get you. That because so maybe I maybe I am line, maybe I am maybe I am but, but they, just, they have to show us on the field. Man. I think, That's all I'm saying. I think, let's not let's not give them that kind of hype right now. I think I think I think we did the same with Malik Jefferson, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't even want to get into him. Uh, Brew McCoy. Brew McCoy is a guy who I think could could eventually, if uh, once he's able to rock, he's going to be. He could be the best receiver on this squad. Uh, I, th- I like Jake Smith. I think he's a guy that's going to do everything. I'm kind of considering Jordan Whittington a receiver, but it looks like he's going to be more of a running back. And of yeah. all the things in the spring game that we saw. I think Whittington showed us because I thought that you know offensively there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, holes to fill. But I really do think that one of the most unsung heroes of of the team last year 
I think you can replace little Jordan Humphrey. I think Duvernay can step up and call Johnson. I think you can replace Ooh. that. I do. I do. I, I think. I think. I think. I think that you can. You can plug in guys. I think Duvernay, Cal, uh, Colin Johnson coming back, and all these other all these other young kids. I think you can replace little Jordan, and, and along with the tight end, Cade Brewer is going to be back. So, and so, okay. They haven't had a tight end for a while. But my point is this. I think that Trey Watson was one of the most unsung pieces of that team last year, and oh, it no seemed like doubt. he was making plays. And I think, I, I think from what I saw in that spring game, I think Whittington can do what Watson did and do maybe even a little bit more because he's more of a natural receiver. There was one play where they missed him for a touchdown by an inch. He was running the rights. I think Whittington is a guy that is going to add a whole new element to this offense. And when I talk about that, uh, the recruiting class and the receivers – I'm putting Whittington in there as a receiver, even though he might be a running back. But I, I think he's going to be great. I, I think they're going to plug him in at a running back. But, I mean, you know the way the game is, man. Uh, you know, going wide, man. And, you know, they like to throw the ball all over the field. So, even if they haven't plugged in the running back, they're going to be able to spread him out and be able to do some things, you know, with him or wheel routes and then different things like that. Well, his receiving abilities will, you know, jump out of the screen, man, and be able to show uh, on the field. Um I mean, like I said before, you know, the, the thing that concerns me is that you, you lost a lot. You really have. And, and, you know, your point saying, well, you know, I think that that uh, Lil Jordan Humphrey can be replaced easily. Now, now, let me let me. I really do. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. You say that he can be replaced. Are you saying by one person or by a, a string of, of receivers to be able to do different things? I think that the, I think that the the emergence of the running back position with the one-two punch of Ingram and Whittington coming out of the backfield can help. I think that Colin Johnson staying and taking his play to a next level to the next level will help. I think Duvernay, we're both very high on Duvernay. Uh, I think that will help. I think you got a couple red shirt freshmen uh, that we saw kind of kind of stick out in the spring game as well. Uh, that 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 I think could help Malcolm e- Malcolm Epps and uh, Jordan Pouncey. Uh, I think Jake Smith, depending on how you use him, will help. And I do think the tight end. I think the tight end. You know, Cade Brewer. We saw him make the big catch in the USC game, the two point conversion. Him coming back and adding an intermediate uh, intermediate passing option for Sam will help. I just think there's so many weapons to where I think you can replace what little Jordan Humphrey me uh Humphrey meant to this offense. Now, am I saying that little Jordan Humphrey's a bum? No. I mean, we were both we were both talking about we we were the biggest little Jordan Humphrey fans last season, but I'm just saying that offensively, I'm I'm not too concerned about that and you talk about the biggest holes to fill, you know, the offensive line, it's it's just amazing what they've done as well in in that in that regard because you're getting guys coming back on the offensive line that are better, and then this this transfer th- this transfer thing. It's almost like Texas is getting free agents now because yeah. you bring in a first team All ACC selection uh, in Parker Braun to to play guard right away, uh, and then you're getting other JUCO guys to fill in there along with guys getting better. I'm not worried about the offensive line either. I, I think this is going to be the best Texas offense that we've seen since 2009 when Colt McCoy took him to the national championship. I don't even think it's going to be close, and I also. This is the other thing I left out, and this is the most important thing. We know this. It's all about the quarterback. Sam Ellinger, another year, another year in the offense, uh, now an upperclassman. I, I, I love Lil Jordan, but I, I think he's going to be replaced pretty easy. I think this offense is going to be even better. I really do.
Well, well, I, I can agree with you uh, to the points that you made uh, as far as the offense. The offense was never my concern. I, I, I believe that uh, we, we have on the other weapons. side. We're we going on the other side. I, I'm concerned about the other side of defense. I mean, like I said, man, you're losing eight guys defensively, man. Uh, guys who you know particularly you know had impacts you know on the game. But but more than 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 anything, man, is the leadership. Again, Landry, you're you're bringing in a lot of young guys, man. A lot of you know red shirt guys that's got to come in this year and uh and, and step up and. You know the expectations of uh, what this team is, and I, I I trust Todd Orlando to uh, to do his thing and to coach these guys up. But again, man, you know, hey, a <laughs> hundred days, man, and, and and we're looking at you know real live action, man. So you know how much information can these guys process? How much can they learn? Uh, how much can they grow on the defensive side of the ball? And, and again, man, you're losing eight guys, man, that were. Uh, considered leaders uh, on this team, man. So this is a, a, a very young defense that, that's going to have to grow up pretty fast. And this is the thing about him. This is, I, I think, the biggest hole you have to fill on defense, uh, obviously, I think it's Gary Johnson. We've we've always, we've been the head of the Gary Johnson fan club. Uh, you got to replace Gary Johnson uh, in the linebacking core. Now, how exactly do you do that? I mean, Joseph uh, Osai, he's, he looks like a guy who's ready to take that next step. They went the JUCO route once again. They got Caleb Johnson, the number two JUCO linebacker. Uh, that's 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 how you hope to replace Gary Johnson along with some some other young guys. Uh, and then you got the two cornerbacks, Chris Boyd and Devontae Davis. For me, I'm not really concerned about that because last year at this time, we were praising the secondary guys, the guys coming in, uh, the best secondary class uh, that we've seen at the University of Texas. Uh, you had Caden Stearns. You got B.J. Foster, Anthony uh, Anthony Cook. Uh, you got Overshawn. You got so many cornerbacks that I think they can take that next step. To be honest with you, I'm fine with Chris Boyd being gone and Devontae Davis. They they, they 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 gave everything they had, but it's not like you're replacing like a Quentin Jammer or something I, I like, like that. I like I, speaking of oh, Quentin Jammer, man. I, I like the intensity, man, that I saw in the spring game from uh, Jalen Green, man. I, I like that kid, man. Uh, uh, number three, man. He made some big plays. Uh, in the game, man, was able to make some some big hits, man. It seemed like he was kind of ball hawking out there, man. Uh, you mentioned uh, Quentin Jammer, you know, you mentioned him, and I, you know, I, again, I don't like to thrust these guys into those Longhorn legend names uh, right now. The game still have to be played, man. But I just like the intensity, man, that he brought to the table in the spring game. Yeah, and I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see the defense. But this is another thing: it's it's your competition. I mean, you you know, Oklahoma loses Kyler Murray. Jalen Hurts has never been known for his arm, so we'll see. We'll see how good he looks. They also lost four offensive linemen. They lost Hollywood Brown. He's gone. Like that's the, you're not. It's not like you're facing the same Oklahoma offense you didn't know. By the way, you went one and one against him and probably could have beat him twice. Oklahoma State, you saw them torch. That was with a different quarterback. You saw West Virginia, Will Greer, he's gone. Dana Holgerson's gone. It just seems like this is just set up to where you have a veteran quarterback, you have all this stuff going. And and while you do have some names to replace on defense, you have talent, you have, you're recruiting at a high level, and the offenses you're facing just aren't as prolific. So I think that if, if we want to look at the glass half full instead of glass half empty like you've been known to do, <laughs> I think I think that's that's the one thing I'm hanging my hat on. But I think I think this LSU game is going to be something that is going to be extremely special. Well, I'm either going to the game or I'm going to Las Vegas. Well, well let, let, let me ask you this, man. Let me ask you this. Just hypothetically speaking, you know me, I'm, I'm going to throw a caveat out there, man. If, 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 if Texas, if they win – if if they don't win the Big Twelve championship this year, is it a disappointing? Yes, season? 
Hundred percent, man. Like I can say that I can say that with one hundred percent certainty. Last year, when we were previewing the season, I said I wanted ten wins and I wanted a, I wanted a big bowl game, bowl win. What happened? Ten wins, big bowl win. That was my expectations. Based on expectations right now, based on where they're at now, something could happen, something monumental to where you 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 change that. But yeah, as we sit right now, Texas has to win the Big Twelve this year. This is the year where you win the Big Twelve. This is the year where you take that next step. This is the year where. You've been recruiting. You got everything going. You found your quarterback. You got all these phases. Yes, Texas should expect to win the Big 12 this season. If Lincoln Riley with a new quarterback, and this isn't Kyler Murray. This isn't you know. This is a guy who got benched at, at Alabama. He's got talent. I'm not. I'm not questioning that. But it's it's he's not he's not the same as what Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray are. He's probably a little bit better runner, but he's nowhere near them in passing. If Lincoln Riley is able to go out there and win a Big 12 title this year. I would compare it to when Bob Stoops won it without Rhett Bomar and he had to move Paul Thompson back from receiver to quarterback to win it. I would, th- I would think it would be that good of a coaching job. Right now, Tom Herman and Lincoln Riley, Tom's one and two against him, and there's actually been some there's been some pretty good there's been some pretty good battles there, and, and they've they've gone back and forth, and Lincoln's had more talent. But this is the year where if Tom Herman wants to be mentioned in the same sentence as Lincoln Riley, he has to win the conference championship, and, and it, it might even include beating Oklahoma twice, which would be a damn good season. But, yes, to answer your question, yes, if Texas doesn't win the Big 12 championship this year, it's a disappointment, period. Like, that's that's just what it is. That's just where we're at. It, that's that, that's where the situation is. I mean, who else, who else can you even envision winning this besides Oklahoma? We just laid out everything with Oklahoma. Who else could you even envision winning it? Nobody. No if, one. I mean, just go through the whole conference. West Virginia, first-year head coach. Texas Tech. First year head coach Kansas State, first year head coach Kansas trash, first year head coach too as uh, as well. You have a bunch of first year head coaches. TCU, you have a bunch Gary of teams. Patterson, Gary Patterson, no. first year quarterback, yeah. having to replace the quarterback coming around. We know Gary Patterson's good, but it's it's laid out for you. You got a bunch of inexperienced uh, coaches in this conference at least. Uh, the quarterbacks are inexperienced. You have that advantage. There's no excuse not to go out there and win a Big Twelve championship. There's zero. I, I can see I can see a scenario where. You don't make the playoff, but that's the, yes, you have to. You have to. Texas has to do it, and I can't wait. And I think it starts in a hundred days against LSU. LSU is going to be the game where you get in the driver's seat. Like you get in the driver's seat now. From conference implications, it really it doesn't matter if you win or lose to LSU. But you get in the driver's seat if you beat LSU. If we're talking about bigger and better things, and we're talking about making it to that final four, you beat LSU. You could drop a conference game and you can still get in there and then and then go win the go win the Big Twelve championship. You you can you can lose one game if if you beat LSU. That's what you got to do. If, you know, Sam, uh, <laughs> Sam, uh, um, you know, when he was on oh, the hell when, no. he, when he was on when he was on the, uh, the uh, yeah. The Don't get me started on that, Danny. The Sam. game, man, man that, that and, was and not Sugar Bowl, and, and, and he said, "Hey, you know, Longhorn fans, Texas is back." You know, you, you know, know, yeah, you were texting me right after that. You were texting me because because even if they do, even if they do do their thing this year. I, I don't think you can be back. I mean, the the, the excellence that Mac I Brown mean, had, God the, the damn, 10 wins. Lanzi, what else do you expect? The, the dudes have 10 wins last year. They go and they beat a very good Georgia team in the Sugar Bowl, Bro, man. Uh, even though I feel like be. Georgia probably didn't really want to be there. But the fact of the matter, they go out and they kick Georgia's ass in the, in the Sugar Bowl. I mean, what does these people have to do to get you to say, hey, Texas is back? If they go out there long, and they beat need, LSU this year, long-term. are they back? No. Are they? Oh, no. I need long term. I need long term. Bro, I need long term. I need long term. I need long. I need. I need. I need at least 
Five years of, of success for it. I can't oh, have two straight seasons. Oh, man, you know, this, the show's over, man. The I'm just telling you. I'm just telling over, you, man. man. When I used to go to Texas, they, Oklahoma, when I was going to Texas OU games, it. when I was going to Texas OU games, man, every year the national title was on the line, basically. A spot in the national title, it seemed like was on the line for like damn near over over a half decade. I need that. I need to feel that. But if it, yeah, if they do their thing this year, I might say it. But I'm not. I'm not, I'm damn sure not saying it after the Georgia game. But I, I knew, you know that that is what it is. People can sit there and try to say that, you know, Georgia wasn't trying. That's fine. I don't, I don't really. I don't really know. You you can't you, you can't argue with with stuff like that. But I thought it was a good win regardless. Undefeated against the SEC under Tom Herman, by the way, two and zero. And hopefully, hundred days from now, that continues. And it improves to three and zero. Let's get into some of these drafted these drafted guys. You said the shows over. Okay, damn yeah. well, ain't no show over. Uh, the text uh, got not a very great showing in the draft uh, for this for the guys that that left here at Texas. Uh, you had Charles Amina who drafted in the fifth round. Houston Texans right here. A lot of people are pretty excited about him. I don't know what how exactly he's going to be used here. It seems like he's going to be kind of one of those guys that comes in maybe on passing situations and. It, who knows? And then you had Chris Boyd drafted in the seventh round, which, by the way, not not to not to bash the young man too much, but when people were trying to say this was a second or third round pick, <laughs> I was about losing my stuff because I Yo. talked to uh, I talked to because for research on my show in the loop ten to two sports radio six ten, I would like talk to guys who watch tape. I would talk to scouts. I would like ask. All of them watched that tape and said, what the hell am I missing here? And I said, you're not missing a damn thing. He's not. His tape is trash. I actually think that Chris Boyd was the opposite of Lil Jordan Humphrey in that his combine was amazing. Lil Jordan had the worst combine that we've maybe ever seen for a receiver, His, but his tape was trash. And I think Lil J probably had some pretty decent tape. Hey, very, very good tape. But his combine was trash, man. But, you know. He I, ran I, the I, slowest I, time for I, any receiver, 4.79. And you know what's even worse about the little Jordan Humphrey thing is he lost weight to do that. Like, he lost wow. weight to get faster. And I think he got down to 2.11 or something. He ran a 4.79, day day. Well, well we, we had already, you know, Said man, he shouldn't and, have gone. And, and, shout out and we know, never, we I'm, never. Your son was in the same situation where he right? left the junior year. We're never gonna, we're never gonna selfishly say don't stay. But it didn't make sense for him to go. He wasn't ready. Well, we, we, we and you know, like I said, this is not hindsight being twenty twenty, man. You and I, you know, we said this, you know, early in the season last year, man. Like he would be, you know, really crazy, man, to 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 leave, uh, you know, after after this year, man. You stay another year. Uh, you know, in this system, man, and you really, really becomes the man, man, even more so than Colin Johnson, man. And you have an opportunity, man, for your draft stock to to really go up. Uh, you know, I uh, you know the Saints are, are giving him a look, man. So he's on the roster uh, 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 with the Saints. It's a good right situation now. for him. Man. I, I think it's a good situation with him. You know the way it's as good as that, it can uh, be. Uh, 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 you know they'll they'll use him. You know Sean Payton will, uh, will use him. You know if he makes on the, the practice team squad, and everything maybe. like that. You know, but. Uh, uh, you know, give him a year to, to to develop, and then we'll see what happened. And I was I was tripping on the Charles Minahue thing too, man. I you know people are excited here in Houston. Obviously, you know my son Deontay reached out to him. Obviously, being you know former Longhorns and, and him uh, being with the Texans now, uh, you know. But I, I, I'm with you, Lock, man. I mean, just on some real stuff, man. Like I I didn't see what the Texans saw in the. I mean, the I mean, taking, he was a fifth round pick. I think the, he was drafted perfect. Fifth, really? You, you, you really fifth round? I I, I don't. I mean, see you can fifth draft projects. I think you can draft projects in the fifth round. I, I think I, I think he look Charles. At times, this is what I this is what they 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 were asking me about Charles because 
obviously I watched every snap of his career. Charles at times looks like a guy who should be a day one draft pick, day one, day two. But then at other times it looks like a guy that doesn't even belong on the field. He's very saying, inconsistent. Inconsistency uh, right there. And I mean, but he and, also and, struggled and against zone reads, and he's not going to see as much of that here. A lot of times he was getting lost on like zone reads and whatnot. Oh, I'll, 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 I'll give you that. I'll give. How how was surprised uh, at you that. Uh, that is, you know, shout out to Minnie man. Shout out to all these guys that wind up on NFL teams, man. I really wish them luck, uh, you know, moving forward in their careers. Um, how surprised were you that the Giants took a shot on Brickin' Hager? Man, man, they're just inviting him to be a camp body. <laughs> yeah, and what did I tell you about mentioning his name, man? We were putting okay. that to rest last year. Right, I'm sorry, Come man. On, we, we ain't gonna mention Asian 44 like anymore. Why you gotta do me? Like, yeah, don't, don't, don't do that to me. Don't do that you to know, me. But it's, it's, uh, go ahead, go ahead. But I hope you know you're mentioning Charles, and we will get back into these draft guys. But he did have his best year as senior year, so I kind of hope that you know Malcolm Roach is a guy that this year can do the Has exact same thing as Amina Who, Has and I think Roach, I think Roach is a little bit more versus uh, like versatile as far as like. Oh, what, are, we, are we using the versatile? No, 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 word dude. People, no, no, are you versatile. I don't like versatile. I don't like versatile when talking about offensive linemen playing multiple positions. But <laughs> okay. football play, football players should be versatile, especially when they line up at different places each, okay, each okay, time. I got That's you. good. I got now, telling me that a guy who sucks at his prime position is versatile, <laughs> but he can play other things. That's what my that's that's Titus what my trigger Howard, word is. Titus Howard I like versatile. Titus Howard. I think Titus Howard is going to be all right. I, I, I like that young man. I just don't want to hear about him being able to play five positions. That's, man, I'll save that for 10 to 2. <laughs> yeah, I don't even right, know why you're right. trying to draw me offsides. But I, I think I think Roach can make a lot of plays. I think, I think Roach is, is a guy that if he has his best senior year, I, I think it's going to be more of a dynamic impact than the one that Aminahu had. I, I can agree with that. I mean, Roach, man, you know, even, uh, uh, you know, when he came on, on campus, man, uh, you know, he he made plays, man, even as a, a, a young guy on campus, man. I thought he was a, 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 a you He's know, kinda, always shown flashes. Kinda, yeah, He'll flashes, di- uh, he can uh, either yeah. disappear. He's a guy who either disappears or he really sticks out. Really sticks it's kind of yeah. like Charles. It's a little bit like Charles to a certain point. No, but I, I I think that he has to step up. He has to uh to to be a leader. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, you know, Amar Brooks, you know, said the uh the, the same thing. You know, uh, uh, during the spring game, that Malcolm Roach is a guy that you know is gonna have to come in, man. He's gonna have to be that kind of impact player. He's gonna have to you know hit the field with that with that mean spirit that we know he can do. Uh, but it has to be more consistent. You know, uh, he he's done it in flashes, but. Again, has to be more consistent on the field. Hundred days, man. Hundred days to LSU. Yeah, I'm looking past opening day. It's okay. I mean, it's I, I can do that this year. <laughs> We're not playing Maryland this year, uh, so so I can do that. Let's get into some of these other guys that got undrafted but got invited to camps. Andrew Beck for the for the Patriots. We'll see what we'll see what he does. I mean, he's kind of one of those blockers. Who knows? Not yeah. not really a hot take on that. Gary Johnson undrafted. A little bit surprising because we. Do, I think Gary Johnson's a guy that can play special teams and can play some linebacker and runs better than almost any linebacker linebacker you have Gary Johnson's going to be in the NFL I don't know I don't know he's he's with the Chiefs right now which is a good situation for him but Gary Johnson I'm 100% certain that Gary Johnson will make a living playing professional football you know, I'm, I'm 100% certain with that and I was surprised he didn't get drafted honestly you know what they, what they over they 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 put too much stock in his size. Yeah, I, that, that, that they put I was too much stock in his size. That. He never looked. I'll tell you this. I watched Gary Johnson every time, and there were times where he would have some some mental uh, mental mistakes and stuff. But I never watched Gary Johnson and felt like he was too small. I never watched that. And that dude, as far as running. He is the best running linebacker at the University of Texas since Derek Johnson. The way that he covers ground, he is the best. And I don't. 
obviously there's been some down period, uh, down periods, but he's the best running linebacker since DJ. And you Congrats on the retirement too, DJ. You don't feel like there's there's a and Jamal hyperbole, Charles, huh? I mean, <laughs> you saw him run. You saw him chase down uh, Lamb in the Big Twelve Championship. You saw right. his combine. You saw him run into combine. I mean, the dude, the dude can run. I mean, he can run. I'm not sitting here saying he's like the best line. I'm, I'm just saying, like, as far as just running, and 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 what you want from linebackers, especially if they're going to be at the back end of the roster on special teams, Gary Johnson can do that. I, I understand the whole thing, you know, with the with the NFL teams or whatever. But I, I really wish. Uh, you know, even in recruiting, man, in, in, in the college game, man, I really wish that, that these coaches would start kind of looking at heart uh, uh, opposed to just – How do you look typical, to heart? I, I mean, what, what I'm saying is just – What, do you watch, want Rudy? Wa- you, you want know, scout team or something? Wa- watching the film, again, to your point, Gary Johnson, uh, man, every game that we watched this kid this year, man, he jumped We said this a hundred times. We, we said that if, every, if, if they had 11 Gary Johnsons, I said that there's a lot of guys on the defense last year that – don't belong starting on a defense that has high hopes, like Big 12 championship type hopes. These are not UT guys. These are not um, um, the, 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 the golden age of the Mac Brown era guys, like Brecken Hager, uh, you, you know, something got PJ Locke. These, these aren't guys that, that they, they might be able to play, but these aren't guys that start on what's supposed to be a blue blood marquee program. It just doesn't happen. Like every, ever so often they might, but that doesn't happen. Gary Johnson's what a University of Texas linebacker is supposed to look like and supposed to look like on the field whenever you have Big 12 championship hopes and whenever you have hopes even a little bit higher. That's what they're supposed to look like is Gary Johnson. Well, because he, he he's so fast. I mean, even in the NFL, man, if, if he happens to, you know, make an NFL team, and I'm with you, man, I think that someone will pick him up. Chiefs, and Chiefs him, got him, him right shot. now, but it's you just know, a matter of, you know, if, if the Chiefs get rid of him, I, someone's going to pick up Gary Johnson. Yeah, I mean, they have to because, I mean, you, you can use him. I believe that you can use him in – you know, all our blitz situations, you can use him in, in you know, if you just send a line black, uh, back of blitz because he's that quick, man. He's that shifty. He's able to, you know, we've seen him at, at Texas, man, was able to get to the quarterback, able to get in the backfield and be able to disrupt things, man. Uh, you know, I, I think that his size to a degree could be an advantage you know, using him the right way in the right scheme. It will, yeah. And and we, we both agree that he's going to be there. Other guys, little Jordan Humphrey with the Saints, we both agree that's a good situation for him. He probably should have come back, but he didn't. Calvin Anderson, he's already been on a couple teams. Don't know if he's an NFL left tackle or not. He held it down last year, though, and I think he was one of the, one of the key offseason pickups that they got when he transferred from Rice. And then you have P.J. Locke trying to make a team. Good luck with that. No disrespect to just – Best of luck to you because I didn't. I, I never watched PJ Locke and felt like you know. I felt like a lot of times he he did a good job. I mean, he's a D, he was a D one player, but he probably was ideally when you're recruiting at the level Tom Herman is. PJ Locke's probably not going to be one of your key defensive pieces like he was, but he's trying to make a squad. And speaking of Herman, before we uh, before we dip out of here, day day. Tom Herman gets a two-year extension. No surprise there. I'm pretty sure that the more he wins, he's going to be getting extension after extension after extension after extension. And if he if if he does what a lot of people hope that Texas will do, he's going to be getting paid like Dabo Sweeney just got, and he's going to be getting all kinds of bread. They're not going to hesitate to reward success for University of Texas football. Well, the the you know it's almost like uh, uh, the saying 
you know, you don't want to be the man behind the man. You want to be the man behind the man behind the man. Bro, how many you sayings know? you got now? So, What's going on with you? How many, huh? you just, say that again? I, I don't, I've never heard that and one. Where'd you hear you this from? You don't want to be the man behind the man. You want to be the man behind the man behind oh, the man. Oh, so after and, Mac. And, and what, after what Mac. Right, after Mac. You know, you have legendary Mac Brown, you know, national championship, you know, several 10-win uh, seasons, bowl games, appearances, you know, all these great teams that Mac had up under him. And then you have Charlie, unfortunately, you know, uh, uh, and of course, you know, even on the tail end of Mac, the, the teams were looking down. Uh, but Charlie comes in, you know, you have the attrition and everything like that. And, you know, Charlie just, you know, plain and simple, didn't get it done. You lose to Kansas, man, you got to go. And now Herman comes in, uh, you know, not a very good first season at all. Bounces back his second year or whatever and has an amazing season. Plays for a, a Big 12 championship, man. Now he's going into his third year. So I, that's what I mean by by uh, because he's bringing Texas back, you know. Quit, uh, or, man. Or, 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 have, or have an opportunity Quit, to bring man. Texas back Damn, to, 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 to relevance Damn, or bro. whatever. I, I, I agree with you, man. I think that uh, the extension was warranted uh, to him. And I think if he continues to – to uh, have success, especially with the uh, Big 12 being down, new coaches, new quarterbacks, uh, him having, you know, the pedigree that he has uh, on the 40 acres, man, I believe bling, that, bling. that he will be able to, uh, to 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 get paid, man. Bling, bling. But damn, Dabo, no, bro, I mean, bro, I, I, don't, I don't, I still don't think you pay him Dabo Sweeney. I mean, that way, do you see what Dabo I, does, bro? I mean, if, if. This it, dude is. It, awesome, bro. But but the thing is, if, awesome. if Herman if Herman's able to win Texas, so Texas has more money than Clemson, they're gonna throw that bread at him. Now Dabo's got a body of work, but they're gonna throw that bread at him, man. It's just gonna be interesting to see whether or not they do that. And again, you want to get paid. The best way to do it beat LSU in a hundred days. I wanted to touch on some stuff that's happened since uh, since the end of the season. Vince Young has been let go of his job apparently he wasn't keeping in touch which you want to talk about entitlement i mean that's got to be I, I love you vince man but i mean you, you don't even have to talk to your boss or anything like that's a weird world to live in when you're getting paid whatever vince was getting paid and you just you're just not even gonna not even gonna keep in touch with them after getting charged with the second d-dub like come on man hey magic didn't he well, talked yeah. about what, what's he doing now <laughs> What's he doing now? That's a little bit different too, though. Multi-million dollar businesses. Yeah, Vince don't have those. Right, Vince don't have those. Vince has got a steakhouse, and uh, it's a good steakhouse and stuff. But Vince Magic Johnson is still can still go out there and get that bread, and I think he's pretty set. Yeah, no joke. I mean, he had the he had the he had the fake HIV virus too. Right now, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hey, hey, I I said the same thing. I ain't gonna lie to you. I said the same thing, bro. But anyway, uh. Getting back to that, you know, I, I, I agree with you, man. Uh, you know, it, it was a sense of entitlement, man. I mean, you, you actually got paid at the University of Texas just to be Vince Young. Just to be Vince Young, offer of your name, you were able to make $100,000 a year, bro. And, and, and I mean, in and, and the first DWI, you get smack and, and you know we, we don't love, know if he's been charged vince. yet but we, damn we love vince man, man i love vince, vince more than anything you know, dude he's been on 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 the show man uh last year heading up to the uh the ucla game i'm i'm sorry the uh usc game and uh you know we we, we love vince man and we really wish him the wish him the best man but yeah man you 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 after getting a slap on the wrist for just not even you 
not keeping in communication with your boss, but I mean, even you being as knuckleheaded as to do that. Put yourself in that situation. Put yourself in the situation. We don't, we don't know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Something that else happened. You you, and and you mentioned national championship. You mentioned guys have been on the show. My favorite Longhorn of all time, Brian Robinson, officially announced his retirement. Congratulations to uh, Brian Robinson. That's uh, that's good. Hopefully he enjoys it. I know he was kind of. I don't want to say he was struggling, but it was weird not having football. He's got the fishing and everything. So we want to congratulate Brian Robinson. For his retirement, for sure. Shout out to uh, shout out to number thirty nine, uh, one of my favorites to to ever do it. Also, man, and this is probably the biggest news of all, bro. My man went Facebook official. My man Derek Foreman, Facebook official man, on the thing. Oh, man, Derek, man, I, I don't on, know what's going bro. on. You got some cake on your nose, but Derek <laughs> Foreman going Facebook official, come man. What's going on? Man, what's going on? on? I thought you were the Mac Daddy, dude. I'm, I thought you were the nah, Mac. What's, you, you, what's you, going you know, on, man? You know, I'm asking you. You know what, man? You know, here it is, man. You know, uh, oh, I'm, I'm 40, 45 years old, man. Still a very handsome 45, man. People don't even believe that. Like, I could really pass for nah, you know, maybe you pass for 42. 34. Bro, 42 you know? <laughs> but uh such a hater bro <laughs> but but i mean no it, it was it, it it was it was we're, we're kind of moving in my lady friend and i we're, we're kind of moving in, in in a direction man we're kind of seeing how how things you know go we've been knowing each other for a while and so you know now we're actually getting kind of into the relationship okay. thing. Well, Facebook official is a big step, bro. How, 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 how that ain't do. tiptoeing. Like you're talking yeah, like, like tiptoeing. Yeah, Facebook you know, official. One thing, one thing Facebook official is a big step. But you know, if you, if you follow these me days, on, if you follow me, it on might Facebook, be bigger than engagement. But you know, if you, if you follow me on, on on Facebook, man, you know that I I really don't post any of my personal business on social media. Social media, nah, is you just, just try that, to piss people off. You, know, you just try to piss off man. the kids. You know what? You know, you know, honestly, man. Yeah, you're a troll on Facebook. You're a Facebook troll for sure. Let me tell you something. It was. It was just to the Cowboys. Just I hate them. But anyway, but uh, the thing the thing about it is that that was my way of kind of announcing to other females. Oh, okay. You're telling people not to slide in your DMs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know that was my way of of, okay. of of announcing to to you know everybody on on Facebook. Hey, that yeah, I, hotline that blinks. Take, yeah, is that, that what they call that it? hotline that blinks? I'm, that I'm taking, man. You okay. know what I'm saying? So, you know, that that was a quicker way okay. to do it opposed to opposed to, you know, calling each individual young lady okay. who I've maybe dated, you know, on my phone or All whatever right. that may still have interest. Right, whatever, in. so man. I just shot no, Ain't no one interested you know? in you, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. Now you're just Such a hater, bro. <laughs> you're just playing, Such man. Such a hater, man. Just playing. But yeah, it's no, been it's it, good, it's, man. it's been fun. Congratulations to you. It's going to be a fun season. We started this last year. Uh, we didn't know what the next step was going to be for Tom Herman. They've taken that next step. It's just a matter of can that next step happen again for the second consecutive year? And that starts a hundred days from now when they face LSU. Landry Locker. Derek Foreman, we're going to be with you all season. But again, we don't do the whole recruiting thing. That's just not really. That's just not really our thing. We let the guys who get paid to do that go ahead and handle it. And then as soon as the guys get on campus and we see them actually play, we have it. Uh, subscribe to the Forty One Acres podcast on iTunes. Listen to In the Loop Sports Radio six ten from ten to two. Tell your friends. Spread it. From uh, you can't. You won't find a better Longhorn podcast week to week during the season as far as reaction. Uh, as far as credible guests, uh, the, the guest list that we have is second to none uh, when it comes to this kind of stuff. And uh, we are uh, we are the number one Longhorn podcast out there. So we appreciate you for listening to us. I'm Landry Locker for the cuffing season. Derek Foreman. <laughs> Let them know. Let them know. Yeah. <laughs>
Hey, man, we appreciate you guys tuning in, man. We're looking forward to a great season this year. Um, as always, from Landry and I, man, we love you guys. And as always, hook them. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.